following announcement has been paid for by Wild Games Productions. Podcast mini issue number six. I'm Vince sitting in with Sal. RFI. That's right. We're back with another episode. Uh, we're always back because we love it here at this place. They don't let me out of the box. Yes, once Sal is trapped in here, we keep him tied down to the chair so we can do as many episodes as possible. Um, if you've listened to the Brainstorm podcast, you know that we've done 20 episodes in a row and Sal was building beer cans next to him at one point. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yes, remember those days? We were those old, old days. Back in January. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you open your Dungeon Master Guide, uh, the <laughs> second cover. Uh, you will turn to page... Oh, I put mine away. So what was that again? 160... 164? Yes. 164, you look at the artifacts section, and we're going to talk a little bit about destroying artifacts. I don't think it's a topic we've really talked about much. I mean, we've here or there, we've talked about artifacts and ways to use the artifacts, but I don't think we've really ever covered destroying the artifacts. And I know a lot of people don't actually bother with it because they don't use artifacts in your games. But every once in a while, it's something you might have a powerful <clears throat> weapon in your game, or a player might get a bug up his butt to go find an artifact. And then say you're like, eh, you know what, maybe I'll entertain the idea, and you base a whole campaign off of it, and you actually let the, the way. Yeah, and then you, you know, because you, you want <clears throat> to cater to your players, you want to make them happy, you want them to come back every week saying, oh man, Sal's game is awesome, I love Sal, Sal, here's free money. And that is yeah, that is expensive to keep them saying that. Yeah, exactly. I have to, I have to pay them. Uh, hey, <laughs> where's my money? Uh, so you You're you want them to keep checks going. in the mail? It's on its way. <clears throat> Thank you, Mister Hammond. <laughs> uh, so you, you know, you, every week, you know, you coming back for the game. You're like, okay, artifact. All right, you go after it. You finally get the artifact. Your players are happy, and then you realize the mistake. You're like, ah, oh, crap, I should have looked at this artifact a little bit more, or I should have modified it, and you realize this artifact is just too powerful for your game, and it's destroying mm-hmm. your game, or wrecking your game entirely. Yep. So, now it's time to get rid of the artifact. <laughs> so, there's a couple of things you could do. I mean, you could always be a cheap DM and have it stolen, which is, you know, lame. Thrown into Mount Doom? Yeah. Um, you can always kind of push the players into destroying the artifact maybe you can say that the artifact that they have has some side effects they didn't realize because you know I mean players might argue you know you should see that in your book well uh, your player or your character wouldn't know that it doesn't say it in the book 
Now, I would like to step up and precursor this whole episode, mini episode, by saying no player, no player will ever destroy a, a magic weapon without a super just cause or compensation. Exactly. Because but. people hang on to weapons like magic items in general. Poochie's here. He is. Well, yeah, they, of course they hang on to it. It's like gold. They don't. They, they they're not sure they'll ever get it again. So <laughs> that's just how the things work in in the world. But if you kind of make it, I know I don't like to force players into doing things with their characters, but sometimes just to save the game, you have to destroy certain things in the game. And while it may not be the best option you can pick, it's going to be the best option in the long run that you're going to pick to keep the game going. Yeah. Um, personally, I always... Um, I, I go by uh, a bit of a, a DCC thing where all magic items, anything, any magic weapon is sentient to a degree. Okay. Um it has its own goals, it has its own ideas. Well, and, yeah. and sometimes sometimes it doesn't just come out and talk to you, sometimes it, it will impose will another way, or it'll do something. Some, I always make it so there is an out. Okay, but I do try to be very wary of, you know, these guys are third level, and again, I don't character rate, I don't rate my dungeon of third level for third... Uh, the third floor equals third level, or the fifth floor is the fifth level. And the deeper you go, the harder things get, because that doesn't make sense. Um, Slam. Yeah, and you know it's it's that video game mentality. But the th the same rules apply. If somebody gets down and they make their rolls, and they do get down to the fifth floor because they hid and they hidden shadows and they ran and they were stealthy, or whatever sort of deal with the devil they made in these rolls to get down to the fifth floor, and they get that artifact that is, you know, seventh level and they're third. Okay. It's, I'm not going to deny them of it. However, there will be repercussions. Oh, of course. And if they, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll let you have it. You can have, you can have that Vorpal sort of beheading, you know, and, and on a 1920, you decapitate whatever you hit. So that's, that's on you. You got, you can have that. But now, that sword's going to have something going on with it just to make you rethink, do I want to get rid of it? Uh, can I get rid of it? Because the minute they start thinking that they can't get rid of it is when they're going to try to figure out how they're going to get rid of it. Hmm. That's, That's it's, it's automatic. It's like player paranoia. You play on that immediately, and they'll do half the work for you. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. If they realize that they can't get rid of something that they have, mm -hmm. they want to get rid of something they have. So it's kind of like you're reversing it on them. Yep. The minute you say, you go to put the sword down, and you know, you're going to take a bath, and then you realize you really want that sword close to you. So you're in the bath with the sword. Now they're like, oh no, the sword's taken over. Or, and now they're going to find ways to separate themselves. Or even worse, that you go, you step into the bathtub, you sit down, you feel a sharp you know, a sharp pinch on your butt. You look down, the sword's in the bathtub with you. <laughs> the sword's there looking at you. It's looking at you with a creepy look. <laughs> you kind of hear in the background, hey, baby. The sword's name is Glenn Close from Fatal Attraction. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, you you get the players to do the work for you. And if I, you know, I, I know my players and the minute you, you tell them they're losing f- all free will, 100% of their free will towards something, now it's, well, I gotta, I gotta have a, everybody turns into Batman and they have to have a contingency plan on how to get rid of everything else. I'm Batman. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, hey, why do you have that kryptonite in your, in your bat? Oh, you never know. And that's, that's what the players turn into. If they think something's going to come back and bite them in the butt later on, they will make sure they are protected against it. So let's say we are at that point. Uh, we got mm-hmm. a player or two that you convinced with, say, I don't know, an artifact of whatever. I don't want to pick one at random. Just an artifact. And you're like, I got to destroy this man. So we can look at this table that it's in the Dungeon Master's Guide on 164 here. And pick off what's listed here by melting it in the fiery per, uh, furnace pit, uh, mountains, things like that. Drop it in or bury it beneath the well of time, the abyss, all these weird, wacky places. You can pick one of these weird things that's in here or make up your own for all that really matters. Well, um, basically, I was I was doing some research on the episode, mini episode, and I, I found that... I miss you. It, it's, it's, it's fairly easy to destroy a magic weapon you need another weapon with equal or greater enhancement right and that's often achieved with the greater magic weapon spell so if they have enough money and this is the double zinger because now not only are you burning the weapon you're burning some of that money where they're like oh i'm gonna buy the first level of the inn so i can stay there by myself and you just have them pay a mage to go do it and then you got to get somebody with a power attack to hit it really hard and you say, if it's struck just the right area with just the right magic at just the right time of the day, under the moonlight, under the midday sun, whatever you want to do at dusk, at dawn, you hit it, you'll destroy it, and you'll you know get rid of the whatever you, the whole deal is. Now, you've also burned some of their money. You've burned some of the power. You've burned the artifact. You can get so much out of the way with this. That's good, but if you're at artifact level, dude, what's more powerful than an artifact? But now, here's the thing. Uh-huh. It's magic. You don't need it. It doesn't have to have an excuse. You say, I have this particular mage who has a spell, who has a scroll. That's why it's so expensive to do, because he's not going to do this for nothing, because this is a big deal. This is an artifact. This is going to take a lot of his juice, possibly permanent. Possibly like, permanent power power to get enough juice up to destroy the artifact. Like a life drain of him. Oh, you can make this as cool as you want to do it. You could even say, he's got to sacrifice someone in order to destroy this item because this can't be taken out of this plane without another life taking its spot. So now you can throw in anything you want and weave this into the biggest tapestry of BS you want. But you're going to get rid of money. You're going to get rid of the artifact. You're going to, you know, just make the players feel like they're accomplishing something, even though they're not doing anything but getting rid of something you don't want them to have. This is a whole other, for them, this is another mini episode, but they think they are doing the best quest ever. This is going to be, you know, we're getting this done. And then if they sit back and look at it, they're going, wait a minute. We just destroyed our our thing. Damn it. (laughs) What if you have the player? And this did happen in the game that I wasn't running, but we found we came across this this ancient sword, and it was like the most powerful, like a He-Man type sword or the <laughs> the the Eye of Thundera type sword. 
and it had some like weird wacky side effects and i mean you can get rid of it we had to go through this whole quest and we had to like drop it and hide it in a secret spot and crap like that after we heard the legends and the guy that has the sword says i walk into town i find the nearest guy and i say here you go and i give it to him <laughs> and, <laughs> and the dm just sitting there like yeah that's pretty good though <laughs> He's just like, okay, so you give it to the peasant, he picks it up, and he's like, oh, cool. And that was the end of the game. Because <laughs> he didn't know what to do at that point. It's just like, well, I go into town like and I, I just hand it to the nearest guy. This can legitimately be um, completely easy. Um, I came up I came up with something. Uh, I, can, I'll, I want to send you the picture when I find it. I have it in one of my books. I drew it up. It looks like a rat with an elephant's trunk. And it's got two tails, and it's got an elephant's trunk, and these big bulbous eyes. Yeah. It's the size of a rat, and they're called, and they're just mage vermin. And all they do, they find a mage's spell book, and they suck the magic out of it. Um, Sounds like one of my ex-girlfriends. What'd you say? (laughs) Sounds like one of my (laughs) ex-girlfriends. No, that's the life. It's like the life out. Oh. Yeah. But Um, uh, real quick. But now, it's as simple as that. You make this little thing, a little innocuous monster that you can kill with your bat your hand your backhanded it's dead it has one hit point but if it gets in your pack it can wipe your your book clean it can wipe your magic book clean it can wipe any you have a magic item oh my god this thing sits on it and then licks it for an hour and it's gone you know it's it's disenchanted more or less you know what i mean like you can make this go away so simple um so yeah, there's there's a lot of ways to get rid of your weapon. You don't if you don't want to follow the book, you don't want to you know go through all the shenanigans. You can get rid of something. You're the DM. You are the creator. You well, are the destroyer. That, you can do going, whatever you want. Going back to my story here, he did that. He stunned the guy. That happened to end the session, and he said to me, we were talking on the side after the game. Everybody left, and he's like, "Oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I had a whole thing planned out for you guys to go here and there, destroy the artifact. I was just like." Dude, that just—he just created a very powerful enemy that's going to try to take over the world now. Exactly, I was going to say like you could have that bum, whoever that dude was, be like, "I am in charge." Yeah, that guy <laughs> went crazy, and now he, now we have to chase after him to destroy this artifact anyway, or so, even worse, turn it into like an, a 1980s action show and have this guy sold it to another guy the real evil one, he sold it to this guy for a keg of ale, and he's like, oh, just take this magic sword, I don't care what it is, just give me, I'm, I'm a drunk, so I want ale. And you just gave me ale, and I just gave this horrible fantasy equivalent of a terrorist <laughs> um, an amazing weapon for a cask of ale. I thought you were going to say an 80s montage. <laughs> <laughs> Synthesizer music included. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so he was just like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. So he just, he, that entire weekend, he locked himself in his attic. (laughs) It was his gaming room, his attic. And he didn't, like, come out until he had a solid campaign to finish everything up. So it helped uh, one little fun little thing. Like, oh, just give it away, you know, like Mm -hmm. that. Turned into a whole evil bad guy, Mad Bart the Black, I think he called him. Uh, turned to this whole chase campaign thing where we had to find the sword, we had to destroy it, and it was it was fun. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. Like those things, those things that they're organic that makes it so much better. 
instead of trying to force your players to do something or, you know, I guarantee you, well, I can't guarantee it, but I'm from personal experience. I think you probably had a better time chasing this hump around than you would have running around on his, you know, railroad dungeon of you got to go destroy this weapon. Yeah. Because now this was more or less you screwed up. You got to fix it. Well, yeah, we had to run around and try to figure out where he was going. And then, you know, we'd have we find like all these towns that he's been in and destroyed, you know, because he started becoming more powerful. And then he started adding things like as he killed, the more powerful the weapon became, the more powerful he became and the more damage he destroyed across the land. And then the player was all he's like, oh, I'm all upset now because my character caused all this. I'm like, hey, you shouldn't have given it away, dummy. Right. And whereas if you guys were going to go destroy it at any given time. You could have been like, you know what, this is stupid, I'm not doing it. Huh. And now you're done anyway. <clears throat> and, and you know what, it, it boiled down to the fact that this guy really didn't want to play that much one of those players. Uh, and he was just kind of bored, so he was just like, yeah. oh, let me be a jerk and like screw uh, things up them. type deal. Like, I, I hate those type of guys. The guys are like, all right, your turn, what do you do? Ooh, throw a rock. <sighs> yeah, or that's when you hear the pages flip because they were too busy farting around. Just, players, anybody out there, listen to me. If this is you, go kill yourself. Get, <laughs> don't don't pollute the game anymore. Wild Games yeah. Productions does not condone any <laughs> any statement said by Sal going forward from that statement. I, I, oh, I can't stand them. I hate them worse than Paige. <clears throat> I hate those players worse than Paige. Anyway, uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just because now, like usually when you were saying that, I knew that guy. I yeah. knew the guy you were talking about, and it drove me nuts. Especially when you have a campaign and you have, you know, you really want to play, you, or you know, you're the DM, you really want to run your friends, and you that. got that guy who is meh. Ah, oh, man, drives yeah. me nuts. Or you got that one guy that's just like, uh, I, I, I still remember this specific scene that I was running in a camp. I wasn't running. Was it? No, I wasn't running. And someone else was. It was just like, okay, so there's all these monsters down on this platform, uh, down below the platform. You have stairs on the left and stairs on the right. And there's a rickety old elevator that's decrepit and, <laughs> and ready to fall apart in the middle. Now, the monsters are coming up and it's outnumbering you on the left and right. What do you do? So I was like, oh, my character, I'll take a defensive position. Uh, I go here. My friend's like, I go here. We set this trap up here. Blah, blah, blah. And the one guy who wasn't paying attention, oh, I go in the elevator and go down. It's just like, dude, come on. <laughs> and then he goes on the elevator. It collapses and he takes like 15 to 20 hit points and he's dead. And then he bitches and moans that, you know, what did I die? It's because you weren't paying attention, you moron. Because you didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Eh. But, anyway, magic weapons, not crappy players. Magic weapons, destroying artifacts. (laughs) That's a whole different show, crappy players. Yeah, crappy players just... uh, ah. I'd like to destroy crappy players instead of artifacts. I'd like to throw them into Mount Doom, just... Yeah, so you can you can figure out a way to destroy the weapons on your own. You can yep. look at the players, uh, the DMG guide. You can look anywhere for inspiration. And token, for example, dropping the ring in the lava. Yeah. I mean, why not make it make it as easy or as difficult as you want to? Because you know, in the end, you either let your players work for you, or you do it and you have your players. You know, because let... that's right. <laughs> pretty much, and. With that said, Paige says, this is my house. Ugh. Good night, everybody.
podcast is a production of Wild Games Productions in association with d20radio.com. You can visit us at rfipodcast.com or contact us on our forums at osrgaming.org or even by calling us at 570-865-4210. This podcast is produced for entertainment purposes only. All other uses are prohibited. And remember, if your magic missile spell doesn't automatically hit, you're playing the wrong edition. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Roll for Initiative. Thank you.